the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton uh, here joining you again for another uh, Saturday afternoon. Uh, This weekend is, we're getting closer. Oh man, we're getting closer. <laughs> we're getting closer to the to the warm things, man. We're getting closer. And then now the snow wants to come. Uh, you know, I just I just have to uh uh thank thank my engineers at uh, KKMS for being so patient with, with this cripple. Cause uh, trying to shovel snow with one arm, man, it ain't it ain't <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> Ah, man, I caught myself leaving a half hour early, walk out the door, and I see all this snow outside uh, yesterday on Friday, and I just was like, oh, my goodness. I'm plowed in in the driveway because I'm on a busy street. I'm like, man, this is ugly, you know, and I I attack it, I win, and I was sore. But, no, it's it's just good to be here again. You know, I just I just want to uh, share a couple things with you before we, we dive in and continue on talking about loyalty. Uh, you know, the, just some things that are really happening at at uh, at our church. You know, I mean, as as we are uh, as we're experiencing uh, a crossover, a change. You know, a uh, uh, John the Baptist, Jesus moment. You know, where I am decreasing and others are increasing. So the last four weeks, uh, the young young men in my church who. Uh, I've been mentoring and who are, are, are getting ready for leadership. They've been uh, preaching in the pulpit. And, man, it's just been uh, a revelation word after a revelation word. I brought in uh, Bishop Sims, who I, I should have on my show in a couple of weeks, uh, you know, uh, just a veteran of the pulpit, great preacher. Uh, you know, he started it off, you know, with the old and then the new came in and He'll wrap it up for me in two weeks on the eleventh, and uh, and you know wrap it up. But uh, it's just been just fantastic, man. The 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 level that's that's there, and uh, you know, and I I just remember how people when I was young gave me an opportunity to do ministry, gave me an opportunity to 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 get there. You never are going to be good at anything if you don't have an opportunity to practice. So uh, my son uh, preached a, a a message that that. Uh, I just, it flabbergasted me, uh, you know, last week. It just was like, I just could not believe that was, that was, that was coming out of my child. That was coming out of my 22 year old child. Uh, this week is, is our youth Sunday and, uh, the, the, the youth group is going to handle service for us. We have two young men. Uh, both of them are, are juniors in high school. They'll be 
bring in the word and, and they'll take the offering and they'll lead worship. Uh, so it's, it's, it's going to be time. And, and uh, our young people lead worship for our summer program every summer. So they lead worship four days a week uh, for, for, for eight weeks, they lead worship. So they leading worship is not something that's new, new to them, but, you know, bringing the word and doing everything else. We, we even practice on that in the summer. We have the older share with the younger. We teach them outlines. We teach them how to do that and, and how to put it together, how to put together short talk, uh, part of their leadership development. So it's good to see all of this come to pass because leadership is, is what we're about trying to prepare, uh, you know, the next generation to go out, you know, because the one thing that that uh, that defines success or failure of any entity, you know, whether it's, you know, governmental, you know, religious, uh, whatever, profit is leadership. And, you know, you need leadership and not a dictatorship, but we practice servant leadership, the kind practiced by the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a servant and yet he led and he led through his position as servant. And that's what we're we're trying to achieve, and it's so good to see, uh, uh, you know, young people watching them grow up, and watching them develop, and watching them take this stand. So, if you have to do, come out and support them, or go to our website, uh, uh, www.sotlc.org. That's the Spirit of the Lord Church. Org. Sotlc. Org, and listen, listen to the messages. Just listen to them. We we post them up there. And uh, and listen to these young people and and the amount of revelation that they're they're uh, they're they're sharing. So then next week we have Anthony Osifier. You've heard him on my radio program before. He'll uh, he'll be bringing the word. <laughs> he's in between studying for med school, so he'll be bringing the word. And uh and so it's just good good to be during these times. Good to see that those things happen. Now let's transition. Uh, uh, as as always, you know, we, we look at, uh, you know, I look at the word and I look at some characteristics. And one of the characteristics that I, I, I love about uh, being a leader is the, the, the characteristic of loyalty. And, you know, loyalty goes two ways. You know, the leader needs to be loyal to those he's serving and the servants need to be loyal to, to the leader. And and so in our day and age, loyalty is something that is uh, becoming harder and harder to find. You know, once we find a good job or have a different good opportunity, the leader jumps up and leaves and, and, and runs away, you know, or if people find something else better for them or something that's going to be a little better, then they'll, they'll leave the leader hanging. So, you know, we don't really have that loyalty. Nowhere is anybody uh, getting a gold watch at the end of, 30 years for the company companies are closing, laying off, doing whatever they can to cut back costs, you know? And, and so there's no loyalty out of it. And so it's just a get mine while I can. And let's, let's keep on going attitude that is, that is starting to prevail. And so when, when I look at the subject of loyalty, I look at, at the level of commitment. I, as a leader have to also give a level of commitment. You know, I, I explained to you, uh, you know, last week, how, you know, usually when I take a job or somebody, I always, I'm always honest with them in an interview, how many years I see myself there and that the level of commitment that I can, I can give you, you know what I mean? And, and I, and I don't take that lightly, you know, I, I pray about it. I remember 
I remember I was, we was, I was unemployed and somebody offered me a job and I told them I had to pray about it. And they looked at me like, why you got to pray about it? You, how you eating? Right? I said, man, I still got to pray about it. I said, and so me and my wife, we went away on a retreat and we went up there with, 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 uh, with our babies and went up to a cabin and we fasted and, and, and prayed, uh, about, you know, whether we were going to end our unemployment, you know what I mean? Which some people thought was strange. We just didn't want to just take a job for the sake of, of, of uh, getting money. And then it puts us in a position where we can't serve God where he called us out of serving. That was more important to us than, than, uh, than, than money. So, you know, the Lord said, yes, we took the job. And, you know, and just because this was with a Christian organization doesn't mean God automatically wanted me there. You know what I mean? I, I just had to, I had to do that. And numerous times people have offered me jobs and I prayed and I said no even though they were much better pay and less work, you know, than what I'm doing. Anything is much better pay and less work than what I'm doing. You know, <laughs> I think I've probably been paid about three times in the last 17 years. So it's like, it's not by, by the church. I mean, I mean, I, I, I make money other ways and, and, uh, and doing things like that, but just in, by the, by the church standard, you know, and from that perspective, but loyalty, you know, I remember my son was, being recruited for football and and uh he was a pretty good wide receiver and uh some ranked him in the top 20 you know uh in the nation and he was getting recruited by this one particular school and he was all happy because you know it was like d1 and and i'm not too happy with d1 that's a whole nother subject but you know he was going through this process and then they fired the coach and when they fired the coach that school never (laughs) recruited him again because by the time they brought in another coach, you know, he, he wasn't on that coach's radar. That coach didn't want anything to do with that last coach had had. And so now he had kind of put, you know, his eggs in the basket and everybody was withdrawing offers. And, 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 and so he was like, didn't know what, really what to do. And I told him, I said, son, don't, don't choose a school based on football. Choose a school based upon it's going to help you propel you to where God needs you to be. I said, if you're good, they'll find you no matter where you are. And I said, I said, you, you know, find someone that you know is going to stick with you. And so he chose, he chose a program where he could work on his degree, but also felt that the coaches would be loyal to his development, not only as a player, but as a man. So we chose, uh, we chose Northwestern in Roseville and, uh, and you know, where he felt that would be the case. And, and that was the case. You know what I mean? That they, they not only helped him develop as a player, but they also helped him develop as a man of God, you know, by making sure that he was operating in biblical principles. And I, as a dad, appreciated that, you know what I mean? And I knew he would get that there. Because uh, I've coached there. I coached track and field there. And so I, I knew the coaches personally. And, and I felt it was a it was a good choice for him to go there and, and have a good time playing the sport he loved. But at the same time, you know, get the skill sets he needed in the area of communication. You know, and it was good. His coaches were with him the whole way. You know, uh, if anything changed, they always let them know in advance. And it was just, it was just, a, it was, it was, it was a great 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 experience for him but they were loyal to him and he in turn was loyal to them you know what i mean he 
He didn't think about transferring. He didn't think about doing anything in between. He made sure he practiced. And even now that he's graduated, you know, he still offers his services uh, to the school and to the class because he feels that in turn, because of the way they treated him, loyalty. Loyalty goes both ways. You know what I mean? You know, it's one of the things where I'm kind of happy that I was loyal to my family, uh, loyal to my wife, loyal to my kids. Because even now, you know, as as I get on this other side of life, right, you know, I'm so used to telling my kids what to do. Now I have to ask my children stuff, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> they're grown. <laughs> I gotta, you know, beforehand it was like, man, get out there and show us no. You know what I mean? Now it's like, you think you can come by here sometime this week and uh, help me with, you know, at the acts, you know what I mean? You know, but then they don't mind and they don't look at it as, because it, it, I don't use a bully pulpit, but, you know, they, they just look out to help out as much as they can because, you know, that in the course of life I was loyal to them. So they in turn, you know, feel the sake of loyalty to me. And, uh, you know, as you know, I got, you know, nine children you know what i mean so it 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 can always be an adventure you know trying to make sure you treat everyone the same and and do everything like that but you know as as long as they understand you know where you are and where your heart is you know what i mean then it's not hard to be loyal you know as always i was looking like to look at the biblical texts and look at you know what the bible says and i was uh reading the book of Ezra and Nehemiah uh this week and finishing up in, in Chronicles, you know what I mean? So I finished up, uh, you know, Second Chronicles, then Ezra and Nehemiah this weekend. So in the course of reading those three books, you know, I was like, wow, I was looking at the kings and I was looking at how, you know, uh, you know, how certain kings just, just, just trashed the temple and worshiped other idols. And, and then, you know, their, their, their children come behind them and and then they they worship the Lord, you know what I mean. And then another one worship the Lord, then another one goes back to worshiping idols. And but you know, I I, I like how in in the life, you know, of um, Jehoshaphat, it just talked about how, you know, that you know the influence that his his mom had. His mom was the daughter of a prophet, and and how what she had in his life, even though her husband had went crazy and did some crazy things, she in turn you know, uh, kept the peace and raised her son in a way that he could honor, honor the Lord. She stayed loyal, obviously, to to her husband in the midst of his backslidden state. But most importantly, she stayed loyal to God and was an example for her son to follow. You know, when we when we get in life and we look at where we're going and what we want to do, uh, you know, loyalty sometimes doesn't rank in there. What ranks in there is how we feel and what we want. And, and basically how we feel we should be treated and things should go. And all the time, loyalty is not a two-way street. You can be loyal and the other person is not. And that's when I looked at the, the life of, of, of this particular woman, how she had to deal with, you know, as a daughter of a prophet, she marries a man who just goes totally opposite of God. And, and I feel that way how a lot of women feel sometimes married to a husband who doesn't honor God and bow to God, you know, and does all these other things, and yet, they stay faithful, keep their kids in church, and keep them rooted. I could identify with that, you know, as a young man in, in my situation growing up, you know, in, in, in my family. You know, that, that this, any kind of spiritual leadership 
came from my mom and it wasn't from my dad. You know, so in, in the midst of this storm, understand this, even if you're being loyal and, and the other person is not, you know what I mean? God understands and God makes a move and he's going to look out for you. Coming up on our break right now, you're listening to Spirit of the Lord Radio Ministry, Isaiah 61. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back and wrap this up. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. In 1517, a young, passionate monk and theologian posted a list of 95 statements challenging the Roman Catholic Church. That document reformed the Christian faith forever. Next year, step in front of those very church doors along with teaching Pastor Alistair Begg during the Reformation Tour and River Cruise July 31st through August 12th. Visit the fascinating sites that were an integral part to the Reformation movement. For all the details to travel with teaching Pastor Alistair Begg, visit am980themission.com. Down that baseline. <laughs> yeah. That's John, man. John John can come up with him. I think John John be lying, man. John, you about 60 years old, man. <laughs> Ain't nowhere in the world. Ain't nowhere in the world you know all this music in this short period of time, man. You got me, Pastor Joe. You got me. <laughs> uh, so you done wouldn't wouldn't worked out. You you, you got you some of that uh what's that Gen X, that testosterone and got buff, <laughs> got, got <laughs> Got buffed up, got that thirty-year-old body, and just bringing it back out. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ageless in time. Ageless in time. Just like the man. music, right? Just like the music, man. Just like the music. You know, I was uh, we were we I was singing a song to my my wife uh, the other night. You know, sometimes I I I change the words to songs. That's my specialty, changing the words to songs. And uh, I guess I could be a, a Christian songwriter because that's what half of them do. They just changed the words. <laughs> they find some songs Christians ain't never heard of and change the words to it and use the same beat and everything like that, make it sound like it's contemporary Christian music. But I, I, I took, I changed the words to Kung Fu fighting, and uh, and <laughs> and I was singing it, and my wife was like, you know, are you, do you do you feel good with yourself? Or you feel blasphemous? I said, no, I'm going to Nashville. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> I was like, I changed the words around, made a whole song out of Kung Fu Fighting, and I'm I'm working on a rap song to uh, JB's Monorail. You know what I mean? <laughs> the JB's Monorail. Yeah. Oh, you know he did. <laughs> uh, when we sing your bar, man. You got to leave that part in, though. The, the, it is going to be in there. Yeah, yeah. That, that's going to be in there. <laughs> you know, they, they don't know nothing about that. They weren't around them. Yeah. <laughs> I say, man, everybody was Holy Ghost dancing. Perfect, perfect. Everybody was spinning and prancing. It's a hit. I can tell already. <laughs> it's 
going right to the top. Yeah, it's going to the top, man. My wife said, "Oh no, you gotta go. You gotta go." Just some things I do when 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 me and my family gets together, we just uh, we just we even change the words of worship songs around. You know, we just we just get to singing and jumping around, and and uh, it's better than TV. You know, what I mean, it's better than TV. So we get there, but you know, and, and that's one thing that that they can understand is that 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 even though I'm joking, my kids understand I'm always going to stay loyal to Scripture. You know what I mean? No matter what I do, when I punish them, when I bless them, whatever it is, I'm going to stay loyal to Scripture. I, I told my church something the other day, and uh, you only can understand from an urban perspective, right? I was teaching my kids how to run from somebody, right? I said, but you got to be biblical, right? I said, so I'm going to tell you like my uncle taught me, Right? When you're running from somebody, never run away full speed. Always run three quarters because they're going to be one guy out of the group who's going to try to run, outrun everybody else to catch up with you, right? And I say, and when just as he gets right up on you, you turn, you hit him, you drop him, and then you run away at 100%, Right? And so everybody's looking at me like, how is this biblical? Right? It, it, it's just, they're, like, they're like, Pastor Joe, you come up with some stuff that you just justify. You just twist the scriptures. So I said, no, 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 no. I said, my uncle taught me that, but I, I didn't know it was biblical until I started reading the Bible. And I realized he was teaching me a biblical way of fighting. I said, you got to understand. In, in Israel, they taught you how to fight. So I was teaching my kids how to fight biblically. Right. You know, I said, this is how you beat somebody up biblically. You know what I mean? You know, I said, this is how you had to do it. And so, and so everybody looked at me and waiting for the line. I said, okay, do you remember when, when Joab and Abner met and their men, they picked 12 men apiece to fight each other and they all stabbed each other, grabbed each other by the beard and stabbed each other. Then they start fighting. Right. And then Joab's men were winning. So Abner took off running and Joab's brother, outran everybody else and caught up with Abner. And Abner tried to shake him, but couldn't shake him. He said, look, quit chasing me. I hate to have to kill you because your brother going to be mad at me. And he said, no, I'm going to kill you. And so he turned, took the spear, shoved it in him, dropped him, and took off running. When the other men had to make a choice, chase Abner or see to Abishai. And so they, they saw to him, and Abner ran up on top of the hill and, and hollered back to Joab, how many more of our brother's blood must be spilled before we, you know, we stop this foolishness? And Joab said, you know, if you had not, if you had not said that, I'd have chased you all night long. And then they turned and went back. And and then later on, we know Joab just killed Abner anyway, <laughs> you know. But but I said, I said that's the biblical principle. When someone's chasing you, how you handle the situation? <laughs> I said, I said, in the urban context, we have to teach our children this because you're going to get chased more times than not if you're in the wrong neighborhood. You know what I mean? You're going to have to run. So you need to understand the biblical way to run and, and how to get away. And they just looked at me and they shook their heads and everything like that. And they said, yeah, you're trying to stay loyal to Scripture. You're really trying, right? You know? You know, but 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 being loyal to me is fun, man. I, I I love serving people. I love I love serving all my bosses, all my mentors, man. I, I love being around them. I love I love doing stuff for them. To me, it's just the greatest thing in the world. I'm able to impact their families and do things like that. And I I just want to encourage you out there is to examine your life and just and just see 
if you if you're it, you know how loyal are you you know what i mean you, you know where does your loyalty lie you know sometimes we can be so loyal we get blind to certain truths and that's a blind loyalty and and we we make a dysfunctional situation worse but you can't do that with god cuz god's not dysfunctional so is your loyalty to him and your loyalty to his word you know what i mean you know the ephesians 6 says this after having done all stand what is your stand what is it that you stand on you know what I mean? Are you standing on the principles that you find in God's word? Or are you standing on tradition? Or are you standing on political viewpoint? Are you standing on economic situation? Are you standing on the lust of your flesh? What do you stand on? After having done all, what is your stance? What are you standing on? You know, what we need to do is we need to be loyal. Loyal mean being committed. Loyal mean serving, you know, God and his word. Man, that's just it for me. You know what I mean? And I hope that's it for you. And once again, if you had an opportunity, our services are 1030 on Sunday. Uh, you know, we have two Sundays left where the young people are going to be bringing a word. And I'm just telling you, the level of excitement has has uh, has been great. The, the messages have been great. Makes me look forward to the day when these young men step out totally. And uh, maybe they might give me a job one day doing something else that's in between. Uh, love you much. Thank you for listening to my radio program. If you're listening, I want you to have a great day. I want you to impact somebody with the gospel and not necessarily the, the preach word, but the serving word. Show somebody you love them by doing something kind for them, like scraping the ice off the window or shoveling their snow. God bless. <laughs> Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.